Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. I'm Steve Capo. I'm your host. That's Nora waving in the background. But before we get into Nora, I wanted to make a little update. As we did a little Will Smith update, I had to do an update. Two seconds on this, Nora. Will Smith got his ruling, right, from the... Uh, they were waiting till April 18th, but they decided not to because it was very important. The board or whatever at the Oscars said that... Will Smith, did you hear what happened, something? No. He got banned for 10 years. From the Oscars? From the Oscars. Wow. So when I was thinking... Is that really a punishment for hitting somebody in the head? So, so what I'm saying is, what Will Smith can't do, he can't dress up and go to the Oscars. Poor little Will Smith can't go and, wa- and go to the Oscars. Who cares? So he's got to watch in his pajamas, and he gets the award. Big deal. He doesn't get to go to a party. Is that punishment? Does anybody think that's punishment? Nora? I think it's punishment. You think it is? Yeah. He doesn't get to go to the prom of the Oscars. I don't. I don't think that's a punishment. I think enough. it's considered a punishment, but like. But I don't think in real world it is. He doesn't get to go to this gala, this huge thing, this but function. It's not real world. They're celebrities. That's what I'm saying. It's not real world. So like. So but so it's not real world. So you can hit someone in the face. Don't get charged. Nothing happens. You just don't get to go to the party for ten years. Well. I don't buy it, Nora. In that safe sport contact. <laughs> in, that, in that safe sport contact. Okay, so I just want to update. I don't think that's a punishment. I don't think there's any type of teeth to that, but that's just me. Anyways, so Nora, we're going to discuss here at the Strand Tennis Center, even if the phone rings, we will continue. You don't have to answer because we need your expertise here. You've been working as kind of, as we call, an associate, teaching, doing a lot of trade. Usually an associate here who's just starting out does a lot of, and this is going to be quick because we only have 10 minutes of this podcast, so we mm-hmm. have to get this one in. Uh, we're short on time. An associate kind of does everything. They learn to answer the phone. They learn to do inventory. They learn to do odd stuff, you know, gar- even the garbage, all that stuff. But it's also learning the fundamental skills of teaching a lesson for the beginner. So what do you think you've learned about teaching a lesson to somebody just starting? Kids, obviously, beginners. What do, you, what do you think? I think I had to learn that not everyone learns in, like, the same way that I learn. Like, there are people l- that learn from, like, me first showing them how to hit a stroke and then, they, like, them just, like, trying to follow what I do. Or there's kids that need, like, step-by-step verbal instruction on how to um, first say hit a forehand or hit a backhand or anything like that. So some are visual learners and some are audible yeah. and they need to be told some people just need to see it and they're good mimics and they see you hitting and it helps yeah in your overall if you can this is probably a tough one what do you think is it 50 50 or more people visual learners more people like to hear what you have to say audibly what do you think correction wise i think it's 50 50 but i also just think like if a student's not motivated and you're not motivating them to like do their best they're just not gonna like carry their way and sometimes, like, especially for, like, the little kids that are just starting out that are, like, let's say four to six, you have to learn how to motivate them and to and show them that them doing tennis is going to help them. And that's, like, what I've learned that can help make the lesson go smoother for them. What about uh, – then I'll ask you, Siri, these are almost – some of these are 
some of the questions we asked in the interviews, Santi, but but she'll, she'll probably know them pretty well. How do you handle a kid that just has a bad attitude in the group? Well, how do you think you got to handle that one? Um, that's a good question. I think, honestly, like, depending on the age, like, I can be, like, more straight up with them and be like, hey, you're very lucky that you get to be here playing tes- tennis and that your parents are most likely paying for a lesson. And if you're not going to take, like, everything that you can from this class, then, like, that's your loss. But I'd say if it's, like, a younger kid, then I'm just going to, like, again, just try to motivate them and show them that they can have a good time if they just work hard and play. Well, that rem- that lends me to believe why we're here. So I can tell you what we're not here for. We're not here. This is what – if you're looking to have your kid <sighs> – boy feel like they're the greatest kid ever feel like they should be treated better than everyone else and you want distinct results and goals set and say I want my kid to play at Harvard and I want that from you and I want that as quickly as I can we're not for you yeah we're just not we're, that would be silly for us to say we can do that and any coach who says they can is just lying to you to get money so we're not that. We're not going to yes a parent to death. We're not going to guarantee results when they're not. Any parent that comes in here and asks for results, I say, we're probably not for you, but this is what I will tell you. It all depends on the student. It all depends on what they want to give and what they want to put out. I attitude can, and effort. Attitude and effort. You're right. That's so great. See their program, Santi. See the associate? She yes. knows what I'm going to say. She's programmed. So there's a lot of people we're not for. We're not for people that want to feel entitled, want like scholarship money, want to feel like, oh, I want to play whenever I want, and I want you know, to only play with these four people. We, we just don't go for that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. We go for people that earn their stripes, they work hard, and hopefully it all depends on how things go for them and how much... Again, they put in whether they can get a result. We are not that kind of club. We are not that kind of place. And there's many clubs that will do that. They'll get try to get the five get best players in the state, put them on the court, and go, okay, let's watch, have them watch all these kids and have all these kids say, oh, I want to be that good. Meanwhile, I'm charging them nothing, and I'm charging the other kids double because I know they're paying for the club. It just doesn't work that way. Clubs have been organized that. They have the five scholarship players – they give them whatever they want, and everybody else is paying the bills for them. We just don't do that here. We're not, we're not for that. We won't give you a scholarship. It's just not going to happen because, quite frankly, there's plenty of people here that are nicer, that want to work harder, and just want to make their school team. That's much more rewarding than getting one elite person to go to, like, you know, I don't know, Stanford. I mean, or even play pro. I mean, that just doesn't interest us we're not interested in that type of i always say high performance is usually high maintenance two different highs they're not good they come together it's not very good so being that what what's the best student that you like working with nora i just think a student that like tries to make other students like laugh say like just picking up the balls like if one student like cracks a joke but they're still picking up like those are the type of students that make other students want to come and that just builds a positive environment and when you're in like a positive environment and one that you can feel safe in then you're obviously just gonna 
feel more confident. And if you're confident, that just makes like you better at everything as long as you're not cocky. Well, tennis is life, right? So that's yeah. why this place, most people are not going to be professional. It's going to be 0.1%. So what you just said right there is perfect. If all the kids can feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. feel good about where they are, it p- creates confidence in life. And then they can go in life and go to that job and go, oh, I've gotten a lot of self-worth. I can do this and I can do this. I could do this next challenge and that next challenge. If you're into that, if you're into feeling better about yourself and working hard to do it, to create self-worth, that's, the, that's what we're here for. And w- then we're the club for you for that. Because we're gonna teach you a sport, but in teaching that sport, we're gonna teach you the tools of a successful life. Because if you can put the building box together, achieve something on the court, it's a complete mirror to life. And we're gonna give you all those tools. And that's why Nora's great because she believes in all that, and she's done, and we had her on the podcast before, and she's achieved a lot of things in high school that are hugely successful for her and give her a lot of self-confidence and make yeah. her go out. And, I shouldn't be talking for you, but you're right, right? I mean, it, Yeah, it, you know? I've definitely, like, learned how to, like, handle myself in stressful situations from coaching. I've learned how that I need to put an effort if I want to, like, have a top spot on my team. But I've also learned that, hey, if I'm not top spot or – that I just, one, have to work harder for it next time, and that, too, like, it's not the end of the world, and I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah, nothing ever lasts, right? Yeah. Whether you have a bad result or or a good one, nothing ever lasts. That's a big key for everybody to remember. Nothing is as good as it is, and nothing is as bad as it is, so stick with that. Hey, Sam, we're just, don't run into rackets and make a ruckus (laughs) during the podcast, Sam. We are creating um, leaders. So what the last part about a lesson is what I like to do is to reverse engineer what the lesson is. So you ask what the person's goal is, right? Yeah. So you ask their goal and you reverse engineer a plan around them. And that's the big thing you don't create. And that's what we talked about value on the po- podcast last week is you're not trying to go, okay, this is the form of the lesson, blah, blah, blah. I ask them what their goals is, and then the lesson can be totally different than anybody else's lesson. Because you're reverse engineering the program. And that's how you develop a program for something. You figure out what they want and what they are. Some people you know, just want to make the JV. So I'm not going to sit here and do wind sprints with them. You know what I mean? A lot of people just they want to win a USDA tournament, so we have to do this. right? Everybody's different. You cannot paint the same brush with everybody. Yeah. So, anything else about a lesson that you, any observations that you think, any challenges, any rewarding things that you had during a lesson you felt like oh but this kid got better i actually wanted to mention something a little different a long time ago you like said like there's this many weeks in a year blah 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 and you said um from that like you saying that i learned that a lot of people overestimate what they can do in like a long period of time and they like try to spread everything out but then they underestimate what they can do in a short period of time and if you just make yourself one percent better every single week then by the end of the year, you're going to be 52, however many 52% weeks. Are, yeah, better. 52% better than you were last year. She's amazing, how she? Hi, Chris. It's all right. Come on, Chris. It's a party. It's a party we're discussing about progress. But you're right. I did say that. <laughs> That's funny. That but, was like three years ago. Yeah, people, and it's amazing. Remember, people underestimate what they can do. Again, they overestimate, I think, what you're saying, what they can do in this short period of time. They go, listen. No, like, overestimate long period of time, underestimate short period of time. No, I think it's the opposite. 
Really? But I think it's the oh, opposite. No. What happens is the opposite is they overestimate. They go, I want to be number one singles in a month. And then they un underestimate what they can do in three years. And they go, oh, that's going to take too long. I can't do it. Yeah. Usually that's what it is. But I think, you, I think you're, you've got the, the core of it right. You just yeah. flipped it. But you I know, flipped it a little Because people, that's when parents come in and we're not for those parents when they go, I want my kid to play number one in six months. I'm like, you're overestimating that. But how about five years? And maybe they can play number three in college. And they go, well, that's too long. I can't do that. So it, that's what you have to do. Everything takes eight or ten years. If you really want to be successful, I like you've been playing since how old are you, 16? Yeah, I'm 16. You've been playing since you were seven, six, right? No, like nine. So yeah. it's close. You're almost there. And you're playing varsity. You're playing singles. You'll probably play number one next year. Mm. You know what I mean? So those kind of things happen, right? <laughs> so don't underestimate an eight or ten year window of being successful. And we talked about this in the podcast a while ago. I forget who was the number three for Facebook. What? He started another company. He said, if you want to be successful in anything, it'll take 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. So that's what we are here for. If you're looking for quick fixes at the Strand, you will not get quick fixes. It will not happen. You are going to have to take your time. You're going to have to work at it. And you have to be patient. If you're into that, we are for you. But I appreciate being on the podcast. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.